Do you know what I realized the other day? It, it wasn't a realization I was proud of. We all look really fucking like Casper's <laughs> uncles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. Stinky, obviously me. Yeah. Fatso. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> we all look so like Casper's uncles. <laughs> I want a Photoshop of that. Can anyone do Photoshop in this room? Yes! Oh, my God. Why'd you say that? Like, it's such uh. a... You were so insulted. Why have I insulted him and I've insulted you? I'm like the thing is, I rewatched Casper fairly recently, and I think I've said this to you before, but Casper was clearly a piece of shit kid. Yes. Yeah, because he called his uncles fat so stinky and stretch. And yeah. I don't think they like those names because they're not good names. No. But Casper's such a rich kid little shit that on the beds that he made them sleep in in the same room, because remember when little Christina Ricci yeah. finds the three beds, they're all in the like a row next to each other, and their names are carved into the bottoms of the bed. So Casper was clearly like, look, fuckers, this is my house now. <laughs> and he carves the names in. <laughs> you're fatso, you're stinky, and you're stretch. Oh, I have fucking none of it. <laughs> I don't hear another word from any of you. <laughs> Pricks. <laughs> so for any listeners who don't know what we look like, we look Imagine like Casper's uncles. fatso, stretch, and stinky. Uh, does, that, like, does that mean audio boy's Casper? Yeah. I guess so. That is he is a rich little prick. Little, little Shit, Le- I didn't think of that. Little leukemia dying fuckhead. Oh, yeah, I guess. I, like, I don't know. You do the introduction. You keep, you keep doing your thing. <laughs> Kids meandering movies listening to Gary Ryan and Gavin. It's all about films, but goes off course. Will there be arguments? Of course, because everyone knows their lives are dull and they have nothing else to talk about. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Andrew Movie Podcast, where we talk about movies and everything else under the sun normally. Uh, we try and keep it within the realms of TV. We've been better recently we think we've been better recently i think we have we haven't oh, okay we keep talking about the muppets for fucking ages this is true gaddy keeps making up the muppets do you know what i watched over the christmas break muppets christmas carol muppets christmas carol one of the best christmas movies we what? can all agree that right predator yeah but it's not a christmas movie it's a movie you watch at christmas <laughs> we've done this there's a difference it's a good Christmas film. I sell a tape of Christmas tree to the screen, and sometimes if anyone it matches is interested up with scenes that so look like there's a Christmas tree in, in this so conversation. <laughs> there's an episode on it. Just go back, scroll down. It's <laughs> like three episodes ago. But it's titled Christmas. We released near Christmas. We talk about <laughs> Christmas, and now that it's after Christmas. We're gonna fucking stop. I mean, yeah, I get, like I don't know when this episode will be going out, but. It's a new year. Well, it's definitely going out after Christmas, Gav. <laughs> well, no, it's definitely going out after Christmas. It's now, there's no what? Uh, this is the pre-Christmas hype, Ryan. We're going to release this. <laughs> the 17th of December, 2020. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we this is, this is yeah, season two. This is season two of the Woo! Meandering Movie Podcast. Season two, season two. Season two, um, episode one. Or season two, episode fifty-three. I haven't, haven't figured that yet. yet. Episode still in, one, still in the still in the mix. Uh, we did ask Philip to do a new intro for this. So if there is a new intro, uh, thank you very much, Audio Boy. If there's not, uh, fucking start pulling your weight. I guess. Oh, <laughs> oh you, you went in. I wouldn't even think about going in on him. He's in, like, that's like just challenging God. You don't do it. It's too late. I'm in. He's gonna smite you. It's a new you. year. I'm I'm taking the. Are you going to be like the I'm taking the cantankerous grumpy role this year, Ryan? You can be aloof and fun like I was, and Gav. I don't know what you want to do. You can just do what you did before. 
We'll both be cantankerous. It seemed to work. We'll both be cantankerous, grumpy fucks. No, you can't be a cantankerous, grumpy fuck. It's too then, late. Then we have nothing. Look at my face now. Okay, you have to be like goofy and aloof. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, we wanted to start off this new season, new year. With introducing um, our names. With introducing our names. Well, I was going to do the episode first, you ding dong. <laughs> I like stepping on your intro. <laughs> We wanted to start off with, as we talked about at the end of a couple of episodes last year, um, at the end of season one, we wanted to talk about the best films, considering this is the end of a decade. This is the end of a decade. 2021 is the beginning of a new decade. Yes. Technically. The end of a decade. We want to talk about the best movies of the last. Oh, well, shouldn't we do this episode at the end of the year then? Yes. No, because like. I'm joking. I know. I mean, let's be honest. What's going to come out this year that's going to be. What is on the docket? There's nothing. Jojo Rabbit, which is obviously technically came out last year as well, right? Uh, no, it released yeah, it released in America last January first in the UK, and oh, America okay. doesn't count. So <laughs> I class it as a 19 release. Personally, I, I, I ran. I have seen Jojo Rabbit, and my quick review would be it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, I've heard. I've also heard that it's meant to be phenomenal. I went in just being like, oh, this will just be like a fun kind of like political satire. It's so much more yeah. than that. It's insane. I got that from the trailer, though. I remember seeing the first trailer, I saw the proper one, and I always thought the same thing. And even during the trailer, there's some real, real, real good stuff. And because I'm stuff, apparently now just a, a man who's an emotional wreck, got a wee tear out of me. Aww. Got a wee tear out of me. Oh, Gabby! Mm. But yeah. Do you see the boy who's in Jojo Rabbit with the glasses? Yeah. He's not Jojo Rabbit, the other boy. He's, he's in the new Kevin McAllister. Is oh, he? what, in the new Home Alone? Well, he's not He's not Kevin McAllister, but he's the new Home Alone kid. Oh, okay. I mean, he's fucking brilliant in the film, so I'm on board for that. Sweet. But that's what we're talking about. We are going to be talking about our favourite films of the last decade. Um, we're going to be doing an episode each. Uh, I think this week we're going to be doing mine. We're going to start off... Start off with mine. Uh, start off on a high note. Start off weak yeah. and then build, <laughs> build to the list everyone wants to hear of movies they've never heard of. Um, so you, so you're, we're going to release one episode a week. So when you're listening to this, this is Gary's week. And then you can get hyped for the week after. And then maybe... So that gives you two weeks to find something else to listen to for the, for the last Thursday when we release Gavin's episode. So... There's lots of other podcasts out there. Um, <laughs> Spotify is really great because it recommends other stuff for you. So you've got two weeks to find something else to listen to on a Thursday instead of Gavin talking shit about films made in Central Europe. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping the best for last. What a uh, little fun story before we do our, our introductions. Right before this started, Gavin was like, yeah, I wrote my 10 list down and then I had to make sure there were no uh, double directors. And I was like, why? He's like, well, I didn't want to, you know, two directors back to back. And I was like, but where are they your 10 favorite films? Well, well, yeah, they were, and in the end, it worked out. I didn't have to change any directors. <laughs> what the fucking... Just do your favourite ten films. <laughs> and I've done that, all right? I also, again, and this is more a slight on me, have done as little preparation for this as possible. Uh, we were talking about it, and you guys were like, yeah, the year that this film released was uh, directed by this. Uh, have you got any multiple directors? And I was like... I fucking I thought of the films I liked the last 10 years and, and I wrote them down and because apparently I'm the only person who cares about this podcast I sat up for like an hour last <laughs> night just fucking like churning through just all these like all the movies and trying to work it out so when it comes to mine you know it's going to be a list that's just peak I'm starting to think peak I should have done mine in year order I should have started I should have started I should have done that do you reckon I can do this off the top of my head right anyway wait before right. I try and figure that one out Um. so yeah Hello, welcome to season two. I am your main host, Gary Copeland, to my right. Uh, I am the 
love two machine. Weeks, three weeks three weeks to think of something and you're just now coming up with something sometimes i think it's better just to go improv and you went with the love machine <laughs> <laughs> i'm just a love machine tom jones that was no longer that was not the tune that, song. <laughs> that wasn't the tune i definitely didn't say the correct artist i'm just a love machine gavin stewart i'm just a love machine gavin yeah, sitting straight across from me will be the last appearance ever <laughs> of skills yay he's good accepted it good to have you back skittles um so yeah how do you want to do this want to just go is your list? You're in charge. Your episode. You do My what you want to do. Whoa. How how Whoa. um how easy did you find this? Was it quite a challenge or? Um, I started right. Yeah, I started this off, and I thought I was going to. I really thought you were going to say I started this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, you did pretty much <laughs> an hour ago. Oh. Uh, no, no. I, I, in fairness, I was thinking about it over the Christmas holiday. There was, I think, there was like three or four. While films. you were ballooning yourself up, apparently. Oh, how big do I look? You look exactly this. Well, yeah, no, you look sharp. Uh, stretch. I look chubby. It's okay. Um, I think I had about four of these. Maybe f- maybe four or five of these in my head is like, these are the films I'm definitely going to talk about. And then I had to go and look for the other five. Okay. Um, and I had it six. fairly easily. Yeah, four or five or six, whatever it was. I had it fairly easy because mine aren't, you know, weird, obscure movies. I'm quite a easy going, which isn't a bad thing. But I could just kind of Google films of 2010, scroll through the top hits. And usually I was like, oh, yeah, that was my favorite I film loved of that Bolt year. I love by Disney. Inside Out. I didn't do inside out. I was tempted to piss you off, but I didn't. I didn't do that, would, it. that would actually have pissed me off too. I hate that film. <laughs> um, but I don't know what order to do these in. I think I'm going to do these reverse order that I've written them, which means it was the ones that I thought about the most will be last. Okay. So I'm starting with the ones that I've kind of done recently. These are in no particular order, so this isn't top ten. But this is number ten up to number one. But I would say the top four are probably my 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 top faves. You're, you're- Pinnacle films. That's yeah. kind of the way I've done it as well. I don't have a definite. This isn't list, a list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've probably got five, six films I really liked, and four films that I really, really, really liked. Yeah. So I think that's where I'm sitting. So uh, film number <coughs> ten for me, and this was one that I did kind of I had a couple floating around on the on the bottom of, like slot here, um, and I thought I'd go for this one purely because it was different genre from everything else I've got, uh, and it's The Conjuring. Which I don't know if you actually did go and bother watching. I still it not had the chance. Had chance. It, was, it was on Prime for a time, and now it's gone off. I know, Prime. right? Because I was going to rewatch it over the Christmas. Because that's what I during my Christmas break. What I love to do is just watch horror films. Yeah. Shitty ones, great ones. I love. I don't know. Give myself a Christmas spook. This is like the third time you brought up The Conjuring to me. Well, we Halloween has just gone. <laughs> we, did a, we did a Halloween like spooky episode. But, what I'm learning from this is maybe I should just pay the money and watch the fucking Conjuring because I just I just need good. to understand. But then, do you want me to watch The Conjuring? I think I, I'm. I'm pretty. I'm honestly quite comfortable with my list. I feel like this is a list that I don't think even you are going to have much to gripe well, with. We'll find something, <laughs> <laughs> and then when we get to Ryan's, it's going to be even better. He's going to have How to Train Your Dragon one, two, and three. Well, only two uh, and three. I think one came out. One came out pre. Oh, that's a shame. That is a shame. Uh, but when it comes to The Conjuring, we we have spoke about it before. Yeah, but it's, between Ryan and I. Who would you more prefer watch the film? In? You don't like horror films, do you? I don't mind. You don't I just, mind? Uh, I didn't. I stated that I didn't watch many. It's not something that ever comes yeah. onto my radar. But so I, don't I, mind. I think. I think his. Yeah, you're, you, that's a good question actually, because I think the the difference with the Conjuring from like a, the horror films that I know you do like things like The Witch, The Babadook. This isn't quite as as thought provoking and visceral and kind of like subtle and you know Midsummer Hereditary that kind of style. It is way more of a classic. 
we want to give you jump frights, but also yeah. be, effectively, I would say it's like what the Exorcist did back in the sixties. Sure. At the time, terrified people, bunch of jump frights, but still sent people home and quivering and like holy fucking shit. Like I can't believe you know what I mean. Like I can't believe that's real. Almost. I mean, Jim- and then the first time I watched Conjuring, that was it for me. I was like, that was fucking brilliant <laughs> like James Wan is a director who I like and I like his style and I like the way he approaches horror mm-hmm. I'm just now worried that he's doing that command and we're going to lose that <laughs> because <laughs> <not> too big because <laughs> he did that one section in that command which was like them in a wee boat and then like all the lizard monsters come up. Yeah. Well, this is the best bit of the movie because he's been oh, a horror the director. very horror yeah. bit, yeah. And like visually, looked brilliant. Mm-hmm. I just hope we don't lose that to DC's maybe worst film ever made and that's saying something because Justice League exists. I had a conversation with someone over the break where they said Aquaman was one of their favourite films that in like in the whole superhero <sighs> sphere. <clears throat> well, not even just DC, everything. Not everything. And I was like, wow. cool. I don't want to be offended like, anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm, I'm not like you. I'm very much like a, I will let people have their opinions. I feel like us three here are the ones where I'm like, no, fuck you, you're wrong. <laughs> Everyone else, I kind of try and let people just enjoy what they live enjoy. Let live. Yeah. Um, so I, I was just, just like, good on you, man. And then went away and was like, fucking idiot. I just <laughs> want to remind so everyone that there's wrong. a moment in Aquaman <laughs> when he, he and the other woman walk out, the other woman, he and the woman, Mira, that name walk out of <laughs> the sea and a pit bull song starts playing it was good and they walk in slow motion that's the worst thing you can ever do in your movie that's what fast and furious do that's what fucking i'm assuming uh, bad boys for life is gonna do where they have slow motion pit bull moments i'm you, so excited for bad boys for life no you're not oh i am it's a michael look at sex underground do you want to sit through more of that i just really love bad boys one and two doesn't your dad love them as well yeah <laughs> I like the, f- <laughs> and that's why I love them. I can stomach the first one, but the second one is one of the most. The second one is one of the best sequels ever. It's one of the most disgusting films I've had the displeasure of looking at. I've never. I think. I think I've seen Bad Boys One. I remember never being that in. Like, I always liked Bulletproof more, uh, starring one of the Wayne brothers and Adam Sandler. <laughs> I've not. I don't even know. <laughs> I thought it was maybe a Bulletproof Monk. No, we had it. It was. I remember it. It was at school when I was in England, and like you know, we had like the one video that. The teacher was like, look, we're going to let you watch this one, even though it's a 15. Go tell your mum. I think it was a 12. I, they're not even that bad. But I'm pretty sure Bulletproof was an 18. Um, but it was a double VHS, and everyone was like, bad boys! And I was the only one that was always like, no, I'm going to watch Bulletproof. Fuck you guys. Oh, so when you were young, you were me. Yeah, I was trying to be cool and edgy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just uh, preferred it. Uh, Damon, it was one of the Wayne brothers. I don't know which one. I, I'm Actually, I'm saying that. It might not be a Wayne brother. Wait. Wait. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit myself out. <laughs> um, but he gets shot in the head by Adam Sandler, but Adam Sandler doesn't mean to him in the head. He's an undercover cop and it's an accident. And I I've never seen this. Have you ever seen this film? No. Uh, there's a, there's watch- a very funny sex scene with a waterbed. I'll, oh, say, I'll say no more. I was too busy watching Bad Boys over and over. This is true. You're watching Bad Boys. Um, you're one of those just genetic people that Gary didn't like because you were watching the big popular films. Oh my god, it's got an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. Eight. <laughs> Eight. It is Damon Wayne's. I was right. Oh, Sweet. Go. So yeah, anyway, The Conjuring. I was I was going to ask uh, when it comes to The Conjuring. Obviously, the this decade has had some 
outstanding horror films. Mm. Do you have any more horror films on your list, or The Conjuring? Without spoiling what the films may be, just genre-wise. Is so I, I, I don't have any more uh, horror films on my list. Oh, not because <sighs> Gary did specifically say, as the only horror film on my list, I would like to talk oh, about did you say that The bit? Conjuring. I, did, yeah. oh, I missed that bit. <coughs> I, was just, I'm just, I was thinking inside my head, like, he's about to say a film, and I can't wait to see what these films are going to be. I'm just genuinely excited to see what your lists are going to be. No, it's all, I, I think I didn't actually put a couple of... I, there was a few floating around, I didn't put them in, because I was like, I don't want to put things that I think everyone else is going to talk about. Um, the other thing I will say, and this will come up now, because so film number nine, number nine, drrr, um, this is the other thing I did notice. There's quite a lot of sci-fi in my list. You do love sci-fi. I really fucking love sci-fi. I can't wait it's to great. see where a high life appears on that list. Oh, number one. Yeah. Number one. <laughs> Ruin the surprise, why don't you? It's such a great film. Um, but number nine for me was uh, was Looper. Mm, okay. Directed by Ryan Johnson of Last Jedi fame. It's it's and I only found that out recently. I didn't even know about that. It was yeah. until I rewatched Looper and it came up and I was like, holy fuck, that's sweet. I don't think I just couldn't enjoy Looper because I just I'm like, why does Joseph Gordon Levitt just look so weird? It's because he's got blue eyes. I, it's because they make him look like try make him look like Bruce Willis. But I'm like, but then when you go back and watch that film, uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt took so much time to just pick up the mannerisms of Bruce yeah. Willis that there's a, like the first time they have a scene together where they're sitting in a diner across from each other it's generally like they're mirroring one another and it's insane like it's I, it's one of those films that I've watched time and time and time again and it it very early on says don't think too much about this if you do it won't be fun because it's time travel and you can't like you know it, it, it basically comes out and says like just fucking enjoy it for the ride um, and then if as long as you watch it for that it's a fucking great ride, like, start to finish. I think the thing I love the most about Looper is it has such its own kind of, like, visual voice. Or just, like, the way things look, like, in the future and just, like, the technology and just the way people are. It's, it's like, that nice area as well where it's sci-fi that's not too far in the future. Yeah, like, I really like that yeah. that little breed of sci-fi, which is maybe 20 years in. So he's got a motorbike. It's a hover bike, but it's actually a piece of shit and it doesn't run properly, so it's easier to just drive a regular car. Like, they, like they've hit this point where it's like, we should have flying cars. Sweet! Get all the scientists working on that. This technology is terrible. It's like, <laughs> Unless it, you're super rich. Yeah, like, it, it doesn't work. Ah, fucking churn it out anyway. We'll make millions. <laughs> like, I really like... And then there's the whole thing with the, the PK stuff and it's like, no one gives a fuck because it's just super lame. I don't know, I really like the whole kind of, like, ethos of the universe. I also like the, the kind of way the story plays out with the kid and everything yeah and that actor who like the kid actor is fucking brilliant in he's the film. great in that like movie. he steals quite a few scenes he's just like it's uh, when he comes downstairs and he he sees joe behind the seat and the bad guy's in and he looks at the bad guy like proper side eyes him and then makes like a gun motion he's like you you gonna do that and joe's like no fuck off buy back upstairs and he's like all right whatever but it's like it's so perfectly natural yeah like, it's, it's so, so weirdly it's good a kid would kind of act yeah no it's a great film and then emily blunt joseph gordon lever it's fucking stellar cast bruce willis uh jeff daniels when bruce willis tried and bruce willis tried paul dano sure is yeah that him? yeah is that his name paul dano yeah paul dano he's in it he he fucking gets mutilated um it's just good it's just a good film go watch Looper. Uh, like i don't want to say too much more and this is this weird thing these are my best films of the decade so i'm kind of trying to do these I mean, you know, without using the spoiler klaxon, because it's yeah, these are my favorite films. Don't worry, I would rather I, you just go and watch them, and I, I don't mean, want to even spoil if I did use a spoiler klaxon or not, people will never know what the fuck I'm talking about <laughs> when it comes to my films. So it's like, um, so yeah, so I'd say Looper, it's phenomenal. It's a time travel sci-fi. Also, it's just like that shotgun, just character. looks so. I just like like the, the design. Yes, yeah. like just 
just the, art, everything. the art department did such a good job in that movie. Everything. That shotgun just looks cool. Um, so number eight is probably the... This is probably the wankiest one I have. Oh, God. It's going to be like Avengers Infinity War. No, no, this, like, I'm, I'm being genuine. This is this is the kind of wanky film that you would... I'm surprised you didn't come to me and say, you have to watch this, Gary. I'm excited. Uh, number eight is The Phantom Thread. Really? Phantom Thread oh, made it oh, onto my wow. list. Um, I don't know if we talked about it on the mic. I, can, I can, can't remember. Have you seen Phantom Thread? Yeah. yeah. Phantom Thread is a film... Paul Thomas Anderson. With Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis, yes. Um, I watched that His film. last ever acting role. The, the story behind this, for anyone that hasn't heard this, and apologies if you have, my friend was like, yeah, I'm going to go see this film tomorrow. You shouldn't come, Gary. It's not your cup of tea. And I was like, fuck you. I'll come see that film. And we went and seen it. And I sat for two hours almost. Because it's what, two and a bit hours? Yeah. It's a long Just movie. I sat for the entire film and I went, I'm going to have to fucking eat humble pie here. I'm going to have to come out and say, look, not my cup of tea. It's a weird film. It's period drama. Like... I didn't get the fucking woman. Uh, what Daniel Day Lewis is good, but I just didn't get it. And then what happens in the last three minutes of that whole film? I went, oh, "Holy fuck! That is a genuine masterpiece." And it's such a weird experience, like watching two hours or something and thinking, "This isn't my cup of tea." Like I can I can appreciate everything, but it's just not you know it's just not quite tickling me. And then for it all to just pow I come think it's together, a true homage to staying in your seat until the credits start absolutely because if i'd left i would have been like yeah f- and you never would have rewatched it never never <laughs> and it's, it's uh, that is how i preface when i tell people to watch that film i don't want to say nothing go watch it you have to see it through to the end though because yeah. if you don't the film and it's weird that it's made my top list because it's one of these things i do i'd normally argue like if a film's not gripping for two hours it's not doing its job right yeah but it's the one film that i feel like i'd give the, the pass on which it just because once I think if I rewatched it now, I'd enjoy the rest of the film infinitely more. Do you know what I mean? It's it's weird that I I haven't actually gone back and sat through it again. But I need to give it a second watch because I think now that I have all the information, the rest of the film is going to be like a whole different film on second viewing. Um, but yeah, no, I fucking yeah, Phantom Thread, loved it. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson is one of my favorite directors. So walking into the fan, it Thread, is so good to have you here. It's like having IMDb open all the time. We like we like listeners to know that. Gavin doesn't Google any of this. Gavin's not sitting on his phone at all. He just knows. <laughs> I'm just listening and enjoying hearing you gush about an actually masterpiece of a film. Right. Because I, I walked into that being like, it's a new P.T. Anderson film. I can't fucking wait. Give mm-hmm. it to me. I'm watching it. I'm just gorging on it. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. And then it gets to the end of the film and that moment happens. And I just went, oh, wow, this man's a genius because he's contextually <laughs> changed my entire outlook of this film yeah. that I now immediately have to go back and watch it. So the, literally the next day, I just booked another viewing, went back in knowing now where Everything. the film goes. Yep. Just been like, just seeing it. Am I right? That is, whole is, new is it, vision. It's, it's a whole new film. It's just view. kind of like, it's like a magic trick. Almost. <laughs> it's insane the way he does and it. You, yeah. You want to like rewatch it to see if you can catch it. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, Oh, oh see what he's doing. Oh, that, oh, that plays into that. And it's like, and it's so fucking good, and it's so beautiful. The movie, yeah, it's just astonishing. I think, and I think that was what I, I think that's why I decided I was gonna. I have to sit through this because the act, like Daniel Day Lewis, is doing Daniel. He's being Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. Like you can't. Has that man ever done wrong? Um, and it looks. Great. I mean, Lincoln was a bit. Oof. Yeah, 
Didn't he spend like 27 years preparing for that role or something stupid? Something. Do you remember that? It wasn't worth it, whatever he did. <laughs> somebody came to him. I don't know if you know this story. You know, oh. Somebody came, the director came to him was like, we should do a Lincoln movie. And Daniel Day-Lewis was like, look. The director being Steven Spielberg. Was it Spielberg? Yes. Fucking hell. I did not know that. But uh, Lewis was like, I- I'll do the movie, but you need to give me like 10 years to prepare for it. And then spent 10 years like researching Lincoln and, and reading up every morsel of information he could find so that he could portray him in the best possible light. I think he was only able to find one kind of usable sound clip of maybe what uh, Lincoln sounded oh, maybe like. Maybe what he sounded And he's like. just kind of built his entire uh, kind of voice out of that. Yeah. I feel like I know what Lincoln sounds like. Four score I mean, that's seven of, years like, ago, I will abolish slavery. What was that's that pretty, one? No, it's pretty southern. That was, <laughs> what was the one that came out around the same where he was a vampire hunter? Abe Lincoln vampire hunter. God, yeah. <laughs> you literally just said what was the what was the film Abraham Lincoln was in where he was a vampire hunter? <laughs> okay, my IMDb isn't always that good. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so yeah, Phantom Thread, another film. It's a long one. Um, if you're not into long films, it can be a daunting task, but it is well, like Ryan also, says, well worth sitting through. Phantom Thread was the year where the best picture nominations for the Oscars was like one of the best I've seen in years mm. where it was like Phantom Thread and Call Me By Your Name and Dunkirk and Lady Bird and uh, uh, oh, Give Me A Little Toto's one. Oh, uh, Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Just like, it was amazing that yeah. year of films. And I'm just like, this isn't fair. Like, <laughs> usually it's an easy, like last year was really easy where it's like, there's a whole lot of shit and then there's Roma. But then like that year, just like, it's a whole lot of masterpieces. I'm like, Fuck. Phantom um, Thread is one of those masterpieces. Phantom Thread is, 100%. So yeah, so the next film on my list is is probably one that you're going to... This is the... Here comes the groaner. Had to be one. Uh, Scott Pilgrim <coughs> versus The World. Oh, God. I, man, it came out in 2000. It came out at a time where I was like hardcore like into my video game. No, 2010, sorry. I was like, had nothing else doing. I was playing games. It's a fucking good, fun movie. Like, it's... It's, it's the video game movie that leans into the fact it's a video game movie. Unlike what we were just talking about off mic about John Wick being yeah, the yeah. best video game movie. It, it does what it does. It looks great. It's a fun story. Um, and it's just got some solidly good jokes in it. that I, I, it's, I just really like it. And it's one of these... This is kind of proof and parcel. Like, if I had numbered these, I would have put Phantom Thread higher than Scott Pilgrim. But these are in no order. <laughs> like, it's kind of just a bit of a mess down there. Um, but I just, yeah. I, I kind of l- like that you've had Gavin up with Phantom Thread and then him with Scott <laughs> I know, I was just like, oh, was like here we oh go. My God, oh, I've taught Gary so well. Um, but it's, it's, it's just good fun. It's, you know, Michael Sarah at his peak. Because what has he done since then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Is that Michael Sarah's only good film? I'd probably. <laughs> what else has he done? He was in Juno, but that wasn't really his movie. Yeah, super bad. Uh, but he, I rewatched he did, Christmas. There was one he did. I can't remember the name of the film. It was like a psychological horror where he played like this kind of off killer guy, and like right. his stepsister comes stay with him or something, and he can like falls in love with her. It's really fucking weird. He's okay, I'm not Gavin, so I am now googling. Okay. <laughs> He's decent in that. Uh, his best role though is in This Is the End. Is it this is the end yep. where he's just playing a coked up asshole for the entire. First he's playing Michael Cera. He, or he's like playing Jonah Hill. We're not sure which one he's playing. Molly's Game. Is that what that film's called? No, Molly's no, that's Game the one was with that Netflix uh, one with Richard Gere, wasn't it? No, Molly's Game's the one with Jessica Chastain. Oh shit! Sorry, that's, what am oh, I yeah, thinking yeah, of? Yeah. What's the one I'm thinking of? The one on Netflix where she cuts her hand skin off to escape. Gerald's game. Ger- uh, <laughs> Somebody's game. <laughs> Somebody plays a game. At Scott some point. Pilgrim versus the world is about video games. It uh, all comes full circle. Here's 
here's where I stand with Scott Pilgrim. I'm not sure you haven't made up this Michael Cera phone. I'll I'll finger it in a sec. <coughs> here's where, finger it in a sec. Uh, I'll do something, <laughs> guys. Again, I'm lonely. Yeah. Uh, I I'm not actually that lonely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's really good to on Scott mic P- as well. With Scott well Pilgrim yeah. versus the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm growing. I'm changing. Uh, I can tell you're not screaming at me about my film choice. Not yet. I said I was. I said I was gonna be better. <laughs> After that whole book smart thing, I thought Gavin be better. Uh, Gavin wagged his finger when he said, <laughs> <laughs> "Like an old timey man." Uh, I can absolutely appreciate Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah. It is brilliantly edited it looks brilliant it feels like a video game movie mm-hmm. uh, all of the actors are cast so brilliantly yeah uh, Brie Larson is in that what? she is that's so, that, that's also so crazy b- Brendan Routh who played Superman yep uh, it, it's Macaulay Culkin they're in that yeah he's the best character in that film as well Chris Evans is also Mary, very good Mary Elizabeth Winstead who Great. made every teen geek guy just fall in love with her immediately it's like oh she's the girl I want but she's got crazy coloured hair yeah uh, She's so unique. I think... And the first time I watched Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, I'm like, well, this is fucking joyous. Yeah. I love this. But I'm now at the point where I'm tired of Edgar Wright's style of directing. Mm-hmm. Because his style of directing hasn't evolved since he started. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing every film. And that's why I was never a fan of Baby Driver, because I'm just like, this is more of the same from you. Yeah. But because you don't have the writing partner of Simon Pegg anymore, there's no heart to it. Yeah. It's a very hollow film, Baby Driver. And Scott Pilgrim's not a hollow film. It's got a great love story. But when I go back to it now, I'm just like, oh, it's just the same things you do all the time and I just don't care anymore. And it's like, like he's doing a horror film next. Oh, really? His next one. So I'm like, I don't know how his style's going to work in horror, but I'm excited to see what he's going to do. So, Ryan, Scott Pilgrim? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a film I watched and enjoyed and thought, never, probably have never thought about it. Sense? No, I'd say I, I, it's one of my ones I put on every now and then because it's it's more it's a visual smorgasbord as well. Like, it really it looks is. so good. Um, it does look like cool. the, the big dragons and stuff. And yeah, the music bit. Like it just it's one of those ones I just love sticking on and just kind of. Also, the <sighs> the soundtrack, Great. top notch. That Great fucking song over. that Brie Larson does, real good song. Hello again, mm-hmm. friend mm-hmm. of a friend. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. Um, also, it has a vegan in it. It also has a vegan in it. He has superpowers, and I was lied to. I'm still fat. <laughs> still can't do any super shit. Here's a question I have for you as a vegan. But your nephew, Casper. <laughs> Are you insulted by people doing veganuary? Like it's some sort of just fun, like, oh, let's just try it out and see what it's like. Um, no, I think it's good. It means all the places I like... Reason one why I'm fat, all the places that I like to eat are like, oh, Veganuary is getting bigger and bigger. Let's release a fucking KFC burger. Oh, that's true. Yeah, KFC and McDonald's, Subway, and Greg's and Subway. They've all got vegan stuff now. So it's, but it's still not healthy. <laughs> that's the problem. What do you mean, still, my, it wasn't healthy before. My, well, because if, well, you, if you eat vegan and you eat like a proper vegan and you just eat rabbit food, which is lettuce and sweet corn and carrots and shit, you will lose weight. There's no denying that. But here's my diet. Crisps chips now subway kfc mcdonald's burgers nothing's changed pizza. my, my, my point is the exact fucking same and it wasn't good to begin with any the point about what gavin said though was 
Like you were like McDonald's, Subway, Greg's, and guys like yeah, and they're still unhealthy. Like they were making fucking no, but quinoa I mean, like, like salads big, before. I meant like, like a Big Mac. I meant vegan food used to be healthy. Yeah, no, I, now, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. And now the big corporations have coming in. And they're just like <sighs> that's the only reason I hate Veganuary. That's the only reason because okay. it's it is making. Are the, the Greg's steak bake sticking around? Is that just a Veganuary thing? They're probably sticking around. Also, Same every time I see Veganuary, it sounds like I'm saying something racial slur. <laughs> It just sounds like <laughs> Veganuary <laughs> So you can't say that anymore uh, Film number What are we on? Five? Five Five uh, The Farewell I expected this to appear Yeah I, I, I'm not going to talk too much about this Because this is in my uh, Best of the day Yeah I think we talked about it In two different episodes And it's it's. I'll, the only thing I'll say is It's phenomenal Again if this is the first episode you've listened to of the Miami Movie Podcast, go back and listen to me gush about it in yeah, two other episodes. In episode 52 of season one 2019 of Roundup. It's, Miami Movie Podcast. I think it's the most recent film I've got on the list. Um, and I just, it's yeah, it's just phenomenal. It's heart touching. It made me cry a bunch. Yeah. The I thing loved I loved it. was uh, how it just gave me an insight into an aspect of a culture that I just wasn't aware of. Well, that's it. Like, it's, it absolutely. it's both emotionally like... It'll grip you and crush you. And at the same time, it will inform you and make you want to research and look further into these kind of aspects of Chinese culture that you're just not aware of. Yeah. Also, stop killing kids, China. Not good. (laughs) (laughs) We will be having a big talk with Gav about his political statements. (laughs) Um, Big talk. I mean, I think the good news is that you and I can't be conscripted into the army for World War Three. Can we not? We're too old at this point. Are we? Yeah, I think we're too old. Oh, sweet. Thank f- I mean, I was going to have to be a conscientious... Uh, objector. Objector. You're going to anyway. be, uh, what's his name, Andrew Garfield in... Oh, what's that, Mel Gibson? Rush. Wait, Ridge. are you going to... Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge, that's it. Hacksaw Ridge. What did you say? Hossack Ridge. Hossack. Hossack Ridge. Guys, we've got to take down Hossack Ridge. It's in the north of England. Yeah, I was going to have to do it anyway. Fucking... What, what, is, what the fuck is Trump doing? You're a vegan. Yeah. You're definitely not going to get put in the army. It's yeah, they good. don't have, like, vegan... Uh, Rations. Ration packs. Um, it's fucking beans with little sausages <laughs> in it. <laughs> <laughs> the <A> cottage pie. <laughs> the next film on my list. So this is another another sci-fi. Um, I'm gonna yeah. The, I, I I love this film. I think I've talked about it much. Um, I've made other people watch it plenty of times, and it always holds up, and it's always just the same reaction from every single person. Uh, Ex Machina. Yeah. Ex Machina. Yeah. What a movie. Absolutely. What like a, a movie. I went back and rewatched it last year. Was probably because it's on Netflix. Netflix. Yes. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. And. Fuck that movie holds up. It's so good. Like I and remember, it's still good. Yeah, the first time I watched it, I was like blown the fuck away. I was like, who the fuck is this? Oh, Andrew. Oh, is he gonna need his phone? Keep talking. He'll come back to you. Yeah, I'll keep that. Uh, who is the director? Who is like who is? How this dare m- he? <laughs> Alex Garland. God, I'm so oh, fucking he's good. good. He's so good. He's so good. Oh. Uh, yeah, who is this man? Like, I'd, I'd known him as a writer, but it's like, fuck, he's directing. And then he gets what I might say is Oscar Isaac's best performance. Fuck. You asked me ever. a while ago, name something Oscar Isaac did that was good since Ex Machina. And I think you're right. Cause, but I think it's like it's a shame Maybe for Oscar Isaac. Maybe inside Davis. Like because really Ex Machina was just such a blowout performance. Yeah. Like, he fucking nails that slightly unhinged, alcoholic genius be, and you yeah. still want to be his friend for some right. reason he's so fucking good and then you get Donald Gleeson doing the 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 kind of meek 
you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, I, I, everything about that film is fucking incredible. It's so good. It's um, Alicia Vikander's first kind of like big, big Hollywood role. role. Uh, she crushes it. And it's just like, again... Like it's, the, and it's super simple as well. It's, yes. For what's technically a sci-fi film, yeah. the sci-fi aspects of it are very, very minimal. Yeah, totally. I remember like, the aspect that really brought me around to, the, to that being a great sci-fi is the first time he meets Eva and then he comes out and Oscar Isaac's like, so what do you think? And instead of it being like them in some big fancy like technical room hmm. and there's computers and they're like sitting there and they're having this gobbledygook chat, it's like there's two guys in the kitchen drinking beers just being like, so what did you think about this? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. just having normal human level chat yeah. while drinking some beers. I'm like, yeah, it's this a, is sci-fi. You're like, bang on, man. The fact it's a sci-fi movie, but it just brings it down to such a kind of uh, almost what's the word it's, like it's like modern sci-fi level that we can we understand relatable relatable. That's we, it. We've like, been at like and there, well, we obviously don't live in these nice cabin in the woods still, <laughs> true. like you know <laughs> uh, millennial architecture buildings. But like you can you can immerse yourself in the situation really easily. Yeah. Like it's not unimaginable sci-fi like you can imagine that some fucking mental steve jobs loads of money type character is doing that lost his mind gone into the woods and built an ai with a beautiful human face a very beautiful human face like you can that's that's not super hard to grasp so i think the aspect that you can really immerse yourself in the film and in the situations while it's still being a really tight sci-fi film Mm -hmm. is really great so also, just the way that plot escalates. It's perfect. Because you think it's going to go the Paced one way. so and it well. it doesn't go the way you think it's going to go. And then yeah, the way absolutely. It, how it ends is so dark, but also so and, like hopeful as well. It's and like, you can't imagine it ending really another way. Yeah. No, no not at all. And it's my, my favourite scene, I've, I've definitely talked about this on Mike, is Oscar Isaac dancing. When Domino Reed Gleason is, is falling down the rabbit hole and he walks in and Domino Gle- uh, Oscar Isaac starts dancing with uh, the, other, the other AI yeah. Yeah. robot. And... It's such a perfectly placed moment of Donald Gleeson being like, what the fuck is going, is going on, on yeah. while this is happening in front of him? And Oscar Isaacs is just staring him down in a perfectly choreographed dance Disco sequence. Dance. It's great. And because the, when you you get a, like, a glimpse into his life yeah. as well before he goes and it's yeah. like, it's, it's a competition that he wins. He, he wins it's a comp- yeah, yeah, like it's, competition. But it's all rigged. It's, yeah, it's well, super rigged. Sorry, and like, that's maybe the only spoiler. <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean yeah. to do it. No! <laughs> Bruce Willis is a ghost, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Ex Machina is, is phenomenal. It looks great as well. It looks like phenomenal. Like Brad Pitt's not real the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's Ex Machina. Um, after that, Kevin I'd Spacey's say... Kaiser Soze <laughs> and a pedophile. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, no, that, he is Kaiser Soze. <laughs> I, I, think I, said, I think I said my top four or five. I actually think the top six here are just films I, yeah. I'm now... And that's including Ex Machina there. So Ex Machina from here on are the, my... If you are going to ever watch any films your entire life that you hear a recommendation of me, these are the six, right? So Ex Machina, uh, Ghost Story. I knew it was going to be coming. Man, it, I knew it was coming from one Ghost of Story you. as well? Yeah, and the last, both Ex Machina and Ghost Story are on my list. Are so, they? Yeah. Holla! Air high five me. Um, Let's make sure I keep it so far, none of your films have been on my list. <laughs> <laughs> and then, well, Ghost Story, oh, what can you say? It's It's... It's just great. It's it's so unexpectedly powerful um, on on like level after level from from the opening sequence where because it's called Ghost Story, you kind of get the gist that someone's going to die, and it happens. And then when it does happen, and you you're watching it, and that haunting scene where he's just sits up on the yeah on the on the table on the table with the sheet over him, and it's like 
what the fuck am I about to watch? And then time starts getting weird and he's back home. And then uh, yeah. Rooney Mara. Mara uh, and I've said it, Rooney Mara eats a pie for fucking five minutes. Yeah. And that is one of the most incredible scenes of any film I think I have ever watched in my entire life. It's so, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like it's, it's a woman eating a pie. Part of this in your head, you're going, this is so wank. Why are they doing this? The other part is going, I can't stop watching Rooney Mara eat this pie. Right, right. And like, at no point are you going, I'm bored of Rooney Mara eating a pie. It's that you're not. Amazing. It's so tight. And, and like, the fact that like, there's so many things about it. It's like where she's sitting and things. And he's in the shot as well. Yeah, he's in the In the corner. But it maybe took me two and a half minutes of her eating the pie to even notice yep. that he was there. Yeah. Uh, so you're, 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 you're captivated by a woman eating a pie because she's distraught. Like, yeah. watching somebody just deal with her own grief. And it's... Oh my god! Um, and that's, I also was sitting in my head going, "I hope this was one iceberg. take, so Rooney Mara didn't have to eat like twelve pies before <laughs> they got this shot." And it, and that is that is the tip of the iceberg of what then goes on to become one of one of the most powerful films about love, loss, relationships, life, life. Like yeah, it, it time kind of, it transcends everything and, and becomes about just life. Yeah, it's yeah, fucking even madness. yeah, like the time he spends with the like the Hispanic family that yeah. come and stay in the house as well. And then the, the hipster douche party that moves in. And yeah. like he's, just, he's in the room listening to that guy talk about legacies. And it's like, oh, it's just fucking great. Uh, <laughs> even even pre, pre-death pre as well. Like, yeah. I don't think it's a spoiler saying that someone dies. The film no, is about a ghost. A ghost. Uh, music as well is so good. Yeah, the yeah. music is great. But even like all the stuff pre-death when it's like Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara in the house together and stuff and... There's a scene where they're cuddling, which it's not quite as long as the pie scene, I'm sure. It's like when, um, it's three the scene, minutes, but it's still just three minutes of them well, it's the scene holding one another. It's yeah. the scene that transcends into the close to the end scene, where he's in the living room and he knocks the thing over yeah, the yeah. Pi- He yeah. sits on the piano or he knocks the piano. I know what you mean. And then, but you see that in original time at the start, when they come into the living room in the middle of the night, they check what's going on, and then they get back into bed and have this really nice... It's just a really nice tender moment. Mm. Like it's a couple in bed, but it's not in any way. Like there's a tension there, but it's not in any way sexual. It's just nice, really adoring scene between them. Yeah, and it's all shot on round edge square format, which yeah. helps as well. It, I, I it's didn't, super nice. I'm not. I'm not Gavin. So I kind of sat through oh. the film. And it, it, I, I, I say it nicely. <laughs> I kind of sat through the film. I was like, I don't really understand why they've done this at the beginning. And then the further the film goes on, I'm just like, no, I. No, I, it couldn't be widescreen format. It has like it, yeah, the has film to. has to be like this because it makes it just feel even more intimate and even more like homely. It's um, like watching it on like an like a, a TV in in the eighties. No, absolutely. The thing with ghost story and the pie eating scene and just the whole film itself is at some points when I was watching it, it felt like a trick, like he was fucking with me. Because <laughs> when I'm watching that pie scene and I was like. Okay, right, cool. I see what we're doing here. Like we're just being with someone while they try and deal yeah, with it. Process. And then the pie scene keeps going. I'm going like, hold on a sec. This pie scene's still going. It's, what's going on here? But then <laughs> the pie something insidious. And then the pie scene goes on further. I went, okay, now I'm back to where we were before, but with more understanding of what you're doing. Plus, yeah. I'm I'm seeing Casey Affleck over there in the corner. And then the film keeps going. And then the way it ends, I left the cinema. And I just walked outside, I found a bench, and I just sat down for a while and just watched the world go by. And I was just like, that's a piece of cinema right there. Yeah. See, I, the, the communication between ghosts as well. Yes. Yeah, that right? bit is super it's just, insane. Like, it's, it's also uh, eerie at points as well. Yeah. Like it's, 
like really well eerie though. Yes. And I'm pretty sure oh. you, the subtitles for the ghosts are like bold letter yellow subtitles. They just it don't yeah, it almost fit. doesn't fit at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just it's, remember like it's that scene where like he's in the window and he sees another one in the in the other house, house. and, and they just like, like single hand yeah. wave. And it's just other. like it's like, it's uncomfortable, but also kind of like nice because like, that's the bit that's so fucking scary because then the house gets knocked down and she's just and she's like i was waiting for there. someone and i don't think they're coming and then she just goes yeah. oh but that's the first oh, bit. goosebumps guys but, goosebumps. but that's like the first, the first bit of oh yeah p.s we're spoiling fuck out this film uh, <laughs> that's the first bit where you're like it's, there's almost hope for casey affleck yeah. or the ghost you know like you can be a piece you can leave you know yeah. and it, it takes well the remainder of i think probably another hour of the film for him to find that yeah but yeah you have to that's it, the first bit that's like we know what he's after now we know it's what just monumentally brilliant do you want to keep wanking each other off about ghost stories should we go on to film let's go next let's one let's move on <laughs> let's move on it's a great film it's so um, good you are right though it's one of these ones I feel like I don't want any I want to shit on anyone's choice of film because these are like 10 most favourite movies of 10 whole years yeah. and it feels like yeah Gav you fucking big wank I'm going to feel like such a jag off so I'm like I appreciate it. I won't be a dick to any of you guys unless yours are horrendously wanky. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have to just wait and see what we're uh, So, yeah, uh, number three, I'm going to go with, and again, no particular order, this uh, Arrival. Okay. Um, Is that on your list? No. Okay. No. So, that was Amy Adams, that was Jeremy Renner, who directed it. Denis Villeneuve. How did you know that? I'm pretty sure he just didn't and made a noise. What was <laughs> Denis Villeneuve. All oh, right, he's one of oh Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, oh, I've been calling French him Canadian? Denis Villeneuve for fucking the entire time I've seen that name. He's currently, I think, they're in uh, post production now on the, the remake of Dune, which was originally the David Lynch film. A remake of Doom. Dune. Dune, like as inside, like the the books. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So Dune. So, yeah. like, the cast for that film is fucking insane. What is Sand, it? spice. Tea. Forrest Whitaker is also an arrival. I'm sorry, my mind's just dancing around all of yeah, these. Arrival is, um, without spoiling much, it's the aliens touch down on Earth and yes. uh, they start speaking in almost like a like a, a very uh, visual kind language. Of, uh, what do you call it? Um, what was it the Egyptians used? Hieroglyphics. Hieroglyphics. Yeah. Something like that. Kind of like. And they get in the world's best linguistics teacher and some other scientist. I can't remember what he does. Physicist or something. And they're just trying to crack the language. That's the basic premise of the entire film. And then two hours go by and I just you fall in love with Amy Adams. You fall in love with Jeremy Renner. And I don't I really this is one that I absolutely do not want to spoil. So I'm trying to just veer off anything. You get to the end of that movie and you're just left like holy fuck. I like that's heartbreaking and 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 touching and lovely considering there's giant squid monsters you're about to be ink. very upset with what I'm about to oh, see oh no but stick with me <laughs> it's the, like phantom thread <laughs> yeah. the reason why Arrival is such a brilliant sci-fi movie mm. is because it's like an episode of Star Trek <laughs> oh, <laughs> there no. it is it's gotta be one every fucking episode season two episode one baby <laughs> you mentioned have you mentioned Star Trek in my list like I'm looking at my list. I don't know how you can mention Star Trek, but I know you'll be able to do it. And I, I was like, I got four, five sci-fi movies. Yeah. He's going to try and slip something. But Go what on. you need to Go understand on. is that, that is a a wonderful compliment I've just given that. No, I, I, I'm sure Because it is. Arrival is a sci-fi film that's about humanity and science. 
which is what Star Trek is all about. It's about people trying to communicate with one another. And it's so... What? What's happening? Fuck you, fella. <laughs> Fuck you, Ariel, boy. Uh, it's so brilliant. And it does have some action moments to it. Yeah. But it's just a film that's structured around the fear that people have about something that's different and something they don't understand and just try to understand it and communicate with it. And that film goes to a place where you're like, how are they going to pull this off? And it yeah. does it. And it's insane. It's great. And, and it, it's it, brilliant. It does what sci-fi does best. The best sci-fi films are films that give you something which is so simple and can be an everyday issue, like learning a new language, and then just takes it to the to, to the most extreme version of that. You throw in an alien if you need to, or, or AI or something. But, you know, like and Ex Machina, kind of going back a little bit, Ex Machina is about two people falling in love and then kind of taking that to the very furthest point you can kind of take that you know what i mean it's all about trust and this is just learning a language but taking that and it's what when sci-fi is good that is what it is it's the most basic of concepts blown up into a kind of futuristic sci-fi but yeah i i don't want to say much more about arrival because i feel like that's one that you really need to watch without any spoilers i mean i just, uh, I just i'm wanna... actually ashamed to say arrival is one i have started but never finished really it's it was my it's my dislike of both Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner. <laughs> <laughs> I love both of them. And I think, and it's one that lots of people have said to me, and it is on the list of to go back to. Yeah. Like, just try and get over that because it is great. But it's, I can you tell you about in the first five minutes. <laughs> five minutes is even no, I think it was. I think it was maybe half an hour. Okay. Also, shout out to Denis Villeneuve, who so far has never made a bad movie. Dennis Value. Dennis Value. <laughs> Dennis Villeneuve. <laughs> what else has he done? Uh, so he's done uh, Prisoners, Sicario, uh, Blade Runner, and enemy and arrival cool that's a good list good yeah, that was good i was i was like surely he's gonna say one bad film um prisoners when did prisoners I come out? i was the same i was, I was waiting for one i could prisoners on, came out like, 2014 no, no, no 13 um so yeah mm. number two on my list um would be another sci-fi it is her 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 oh here we go her was very very close to being on my list her, her is i watched her I watched it when it came out, I think. And I didn't, like, at this point, I didn't really know who Wacom Phoenix was. And like Chris Pratt's in that movie and, and Amy Adams is Amy in Adams, all these yeah. people who are kind of at the beginning of their career. Scarlett Johansson, of course. Scarlett Johansson's voice. Um, My little brother said uh, Johan Penix. Johan Penis. Fucking Penix. I was like, on yourself, boy. For <laughs> you had a go. Okay, yeah, you know, fair play you. to him. You've given play. it a go. You've, you've phonetically read that name. Well done. <laughs> Johan Penix. And and yeah, hopefully- it's not going to be like like Jonathan is going to be like Jawawiquin yeah but he's, he's pretty young and I'm like he's like 11 yeah I was no, like, that's what I'm saying he's made a good effort and, it's like, he's, and he's, he's learned the big lesson in life like which is gym. very often don't phonetically read people's names because <laughs> it's always wrong unless they're Scottish <laughs> also to the Craig some of the people that I've read online <laughs> some of the people that I've read online who says Joaquin Phoenix was born to play the Joker because the first part of his name kind of sounds like joke. Oh. Uh, I don't like you as a person and I want you to get out <laughs> of the world. That's not anything. Get out of the world. Just That's all I have to say about him. Oh, yeah, her. Her is, her is um, like I just said, Directed sci-fi. by Spike Jones. Spike Jones. And it's... it's it Hunt for the World. Not Hunt for the World. The, the, what the, it wasn't Hunt for the World of People. No, what's it? the one where it's like the big animal teddy doesn't bear things? It's not on Gary's list. It's true. Where the world things are. Heartbreaking movie. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so was her in a way. Yeah, and 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 her does it again. Sci-fi at its you know core of just again relationship and like, super relationship simple sci-fi again. Very super. And it is that nice like, like, like what I said earlier. That nice yeah. blend of it's not too far in the future. In fact, that one yeah. I think's that one's super close. Like, like something like, like a city, yeah. but it's like 
an AI. That one feels like five years in the future. Maybe yeah, like if, ten if, years. If, something if, we're not super far away from. Yeah. I mean. um, and because of that, you watch it. And it, it's stunning as well. And it looks beautiful. Like, um, and made round about the time where we were starting to get things like Siri on our phones. And like uh, the um, the first Amazon Echoes, Echo like, things that were coming yeah. about. And that telling, telling stuff to do stuff. And it does it. Yeah. Like that's what the whole thing's based the, on. The, basically. It's, for me, the whole film, yes. But I don't know why I just focus so much on the costume design and like the, oh, totally, like the set design and stuff. Yep. It's so different. It almost looks but like I, an 80s commercial, like an yeah, American 80s commercial. And like, and it, it's, it's a nice idea that, uh, that fashion's gone... It's done the, what fashion does, and it's cyclical, and it's kind of hit the you know the early yeah, 70s yeah. or late 70s, early 80s kind of blend. Yeah, yeah. Because Wack and Phoenix is wearing these really high-waisted, like, straight-legged trousers, isn't he? And he has that great kind of pinky, yeah. kind of shirt on. He's, wearing, he's got a mustache and the big yeah. glasses as well. It, 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 looks it like, does look phenomenal. And it looks like the guy from Three Men and a Little Lady who's not Ted Danson or the wee guy. <laughs> what a place for your mind to go. <laughs> Right, yeah, Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Uh, um, Spike Jones, so that he could get a kind of futuristic looking city. He filmed in Chicago, uh, Seoul, Tokyo, and I want to say Los Angeles. And he took okay. the four cities and kind of blend them together through the edit to try and make the film take Feel. some of the most futuristic kind of cities we have yeah. around the world, blend them together to make his. That's cool. So he would film. I think there was loads of inspiration when they did the. Black Mirror episode, the face dive one. Yes. With yeah. the ratings app, that's like that kind of you're not quite sure where it's set, that yeah, really yeah, curve, yeah, yeah. colourful kind of almost robo- robotic kind of. Yeah, people. sterile as yeah, well yeah. to a degree. But it's, it's for anyone, we talked about set and design and characters and everything, but for anyone that doesn't know, the film is fundamentally a man who, man who struggles to have relationships with humans. He just feels like he's on the outside looking in. Um, and then. No, it's not my life story. <laughs> Some Apple-esque conglomerate releases the latest update for your phone. It's called uh, whatever it's called, Infinity. That's and an he, odd name for it to have. Oh, I know, whatever it is. And he downloads it. Everyone downloads it. It becomes the, the, the new software to buy. And it turns out that this software is self-learning and it all becomes sentient very, very quickly. Um, and then it's just his relationship with a disembodied voice. And it's, like, it's, the mo- it's so interesting because it's a pure love because there's no physicality to it yeah. it's just falling in love it's, pe- it's watching but then there's and the, the stories of people tries, falling in love when they begin to introduce physicality and how that might work and stuff and it's so weird but like I don't know it's it's not something you could, like you can understand it but we're not there yet yeah. so it's like it doesn't make sense to you it's 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 a great movie it is a great movie start to finish and it's and got some some stellar performances in it Wacking Phoenix like this the scene where he's sitting on the stairs to like towards oh, the subway, man. and he's like, "How many other people are you talking to?" And he's like, "Oh, maybe like three hundred and fifty-four. I was sat there in the cinema, just bawling like a baby. I was like, "Fucking!" Like I'm upset about a relationship between a man and a disembodied AI, yeah. and like it's insane <laughs> that it can pull you into that. Like, and, and what's what I love about that though is you're very much like, "Oh, welcome Phoenix." My heart goes out, but they present the the AI. They present Scarlett Hansen's AI being like, "No, it's." What, well, I don't understand what your issue is here. Like yeah. you're, you're not understanding. Like I mean, you're the one that's not understanding how I feel. Like yeah, you're the yeah. one being a dickhead, she, and you're still go and you kind of go, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I yeah, get this she's on like, both sides. She's an evolved species almost. She's like, well, this is how I approach love. This is how love works for yeah. me. Your love is antiquated to me. I can't do it that way. And he's just like, but I'm in love. But it's love the way I it's love, like, and it's yeah. insane. It's just like it's ugh. the most heartbreaking breakup where you don't see one person. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> also, Scarlett Johansson's voice. 
Ooh, yes. Weirdest boner I have I, ever had. Yes. You know, you get it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Ryan gets it. <laughs> we all get it. We all get it. Audio boy, do you get it? <laughs> nope, he doesn't get it. <laughs> uh, and that brings me to my f- uh, final film. Uh, one of the films I, and this, I, I just love this movie. Um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I knew it was coming. Fair. I knew it was coming. Man, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And this is, it's up there. It's it's the one, I think the one kids film I I was, not kids film, but it's it's the one. Animated film. Animated film. I had a couple that were all in my, like, which one do I want to talk Bull. about? Um, and I think, like, there was, a, I think, like, it wasn't, it was what? We had, like, Inside Out. We had Toy Story 3 and 4. Mm-hmm. Incredibles 2. We had so many. Kumiko? Uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Zootopia. Kubo. Kubo and the Two Strings. Kubo, Zootopia. And they're all, they're all, like, when I was, like, going through, because I wanted to put, like, at least one animated movie in there. And I was going through all of them, and I was like, it's the first time that I've kind of <laughs> thought about it and thought, you know what? Gav's not 100% wrong. I love all of those films, and I thoroughly enjoy all of them. But picking Toy Story 3 over Toy Story 4 or Incredibles 2 over Toy Story 4 it almost feels arbitrary because they yeah. are, they're all just doing the same. Yes. You're going to raise you up. We're going to knock you down. We're going to bring you back. And then we're going to make you cry for the ending. Send you off. Bang. There's a film in the bank. And then I remembered Spider-Man. Well, I didn't remember. It was the first one I thought of. Spider-Man <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse. And I just thought that film is Almost perfect for me. I fucking love that movie, start to finish. It's so good. It's so fucking good. It is fucking and brilliant. It's a Spider-Man movie, and he's my yeah. favorite. So it's like it was already going to be a soft spot, but I kind of went into. I think this might have helped. I went into Spider-Man into the Spider Verse with not low expectations, but I was at least kind of like, oh, Sony have done a fucking animated Spider-Man. I've seen the character designs; and they look goofy as shit. So I wasn't buzzed, but I was like, I'm excited still. And then I went in and I sat through it and I realized what I was watching wasn't a film for the minions loving Marvel fans. Oh, it was absolutely a, it, not. It was its own movie that the people who wrote it were clearly like lovers of Spider-Man and lovers of the comics themselves and understood like, we need to make a film that's going to stand by itself here. And they fucking smashed it. Like it, just everything about that movie is, is the movie hits incredible. Every mark you want it to hit, which is visually, it's visually, it's unmatched. Gosh. It's unmatched. Dramatic right? aberration, right? It's called. It fucking looks fucking great so as well. Pixar, yeah. get out of town. You're done. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this like, is the way. The forward. fact that they used a very very simple light technique mm. to make everything look so rounded, so colourful. Like they used the chromatic aberration to do things like the sort of it was almost like the on screen version of the Kapow yeah. and a comic Every, book and all that like kind a, of stuff. It's straight off the page of it's a comic book. So it's good. Perfect. Yeah. Then, then it's, it's got music. Music the music is like big ups post Malone. Big ups post Malone hundred percent. Great song. And then the characters like your main character of uh, Miles Morales. Miles Morales has such a great. Look at me helping you, and I'm not even looking at my phone. <laughs> oh, gosh, <laughs> I don't know who Chris Miller and Peter Parker. Peter Parker. No, I'm talking about the guys who directed the movie. Chris. All right, oh, that's on you. Phil Lord and Chris Miller. <laughs> Boom, audio boy went in with the assist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, like the, the arc of Miles Morales and the story of like. With his uncle Man. and with his dad, the arc of Miles Morales, the arc of his uncle, the Peter arc Parker. of Kingpin for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. The arc I, Kingpin was like never I, thought I'd go into a film and come out being like, oh, I kind of feel bad for Kingpin. Yeah, <laughs> I think Daredevil season one put a lot on that. Like, cause yeah. it, Kingpin's very much a tortured character yeah. in the Daredevil series. I think they t- put a bit on that because in the comics he's just like the I got loads of money and I'm a big guy. I'm just evil. He's and like, I want more money. Yeah, Falcone in the Batman movies. Just yeah. like, oh, I'm just a gangster guy who does gangster things. I like, like oh, to okay. see Falcone throwing 
and Batman through a wall. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but it's just, it's... it's It's got everything you want. And it, yeah, it looks stunning. The story's phenomenal. It sounds so phenomenal. much fun. And it's on, on multiple viewings and multiple watches. Because this is, I think... It's one I've watched most recently because it only came out recently. I'm still in that kind of. Hmm. I'm going to rewatch it this like the next month, I think. But there are so many little animation tricks that they've done as well, which I don't know if you guys know about. Um, when Miles Morales is uh, learning how to swing next to Peter Parker, they animated him at a quarter. They skipped a frame for yeah. Miles Morales so that he looks like he's stuttering. Um, even though he's doing the exact same thing, but on screen you're now watching Miles, uh, Peter Parker swing gracefully, and Miles is like juddering through yeah. the air. And it's little things like that which are just so it's so fucking incredibly thought like well thought of. It's like filmmaking that the general viewer who's not really who just wants to go and see a Spider-Man film. Yeah. Like they've done so many things that those people are just never gonna know about. Yeah, totally. And I'm not sitting here going, I know all those things. That's not what I'm saying at all. Like Because that's my role. <laughs> it's worth it's worth taking some time just to go and look into that because they did so many little things. Like yeah. and super simple things like that. And what the great thing is, is like you can go and take the time to like look at, like go to the behind the scenes or read stuff online, but also just face value the film. You can just see a group of people who cared and yeah. loved what they were doing Absolutely. and were excited about it and knew so much about Spider Man and comic books. And it is without a doubt, here comes one of Grand Gavin's grandiose statements. Here it comes. If not one of the best, the best comic book slash superhero film ever made man I, I had 10 years worth of Marvel films to put on the list and Spider-Man's the only one that and it came from Sony yeah. and it, it came from Venom. Sony as they gave well, us Venom and Spider-Man 3 and, and Fantastic Four and Fantastic Four oh, yeah. and it, it's Spider-Man is just great it, it, it is the one I wanted to put at number one and I think that's so you've got the first four middle you know they're just mixed up and then I got six onwards but I Spider-Man I think is my all time something special the that last movie. 10 years I think it, it it's not overly thought provoking it's not you know, it's not like a but ghost story. it still story. has like those emotional charged emotional moments. Stuff. It's, it's almost a perfect film for you. me because it's it has all the emotional stuff I wanted, but it's also still just a fucking wild, adventurous romp fucking with jo- jokes. John Mulaney is uh, Spider-Ham. Peter Porker. Peter Parker. And then Nicolas Cage is like this kind of... Spider-Man noir. Just Spider-Man noir. so good. And like, oh, Spider- it's just Spider-Gwen and everything. And to, like, to bring the whole Spider-Verse into a film in one movie, not not with a build-up of three movies... Not Amazing Spider-Man 2, they're just a, a room of suits. And yeah, like, like oh, it, cool. to just go, right, we're doing Spider-Verse, pow. And, yeah. and it all to work, and all for it to make perfect sense... It's a fucking... It is a masterpiece of a film. Like, yeah, And it came out at a time it. as well... Where we had with, Aquaman and shit. No, but it came out a lot with, with some big films. Yeah. But it came out strong. Strong views in the cinema. It was a big hitter. Word of mouth really helped as yeah, well. Yeah, and it wasn't just... one that like kids were flocking to see super oh. fast. Like It was sort of a wide range of audiences were really going to see that and won some Oscars and things as well. Man, it, it, yeah, best animated film. And it deserved it, 100%. It's, it was great. Start to oh, I just missed out on best soundtrack though because of... The King of Hip Hop. Yeah. Angela Lamar. I just, I mean, fucking Black Panther soundtrack's all right. Uh, so class. Yeah. But it's, I just, yeah. I just don't feel we, I didn't feel we deserved it. And then we got it. And it was, I was like. Came out of, came out of left field. Because here's the thing. I was gavin about it. Where this animated Spider-Man movie comes out. And everyone's just like, it's the best fucking movie ever made. <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm, okay. Did you have to eat Humble Yeah, Pie? but have you seen El... Bread Noir. Have you seen? Uh, I lost set, my body. It's on Netflix right it's now. Made on that centri- usually be a film. I, I lost. It's on. It's, it is. Is it? It's about a hand, and it, it the it loses the body, and the hand tries to get uh, back. The the monsters. 
Uh, no, the, you're thinking of the Adams family. Adams, with, yeah. the Adams family. Oh, you're fucking everything up right no, I'm now. Slipping out. <laughs> Yeah, Should yeah. we wrap my yeah. episode, guys? Because I feel like we've just. Do you want to just go wank each other off, off mic? Because I'll use my flashlight. I'm feeling lovely. Off mic. I'm feeling lovely, uh, guys. Thank you so much for listening. That is my best films of the last ten years, from 2000 all the way up to 2019. We've got a whole year ahead of us where we're going to talk about more movies that are coming out. Um, the next two weeks, you're going to hear from Skittles first. Whoop, whoop. Then we're going to get Gavin. Yo, finishing us up. Um, we are still looking. There's still time. If you want to send us, we're going to do a viewer episode if we can get a couple of episodes, uh, a couple of emails through. If you would like to send us your three best movies and your one worst film of the year, please do. We're going to do a whole viewer episode if we get emails through. I think at the moment we've got one. Couple. Couple. Um, so send it through. We'll, we'll talk about yours and you can hear us either piss all over your favorite films or be nice to them. And celebrate them. <laughs> as long as you have good taste in movies. And we <laughs> also are setting aside one entire episode for whatever it is that you want. And if we can't fill that episode with your emails, we're going to make Audio Boy do an entire episode of just him talking when we're not even Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be great. And he looks so sad about that. So if you want to help out sad little Audio Boy, you've got to get your emails in right <laughs> no, now. I think if we actually want people to send emails in. If they know they just get a whole episode of Audio Boy, they won't send no, ones true. in. He so is what we'll, so, so Magnolia. No, you do not want it. We'll just say the punishment is if you don't send an email, we'll just do a whole episode of just me. Nobody Ooh. wants that. So, so guys, send in your My phone is buzzing. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! But there's too many emails, guys. <laughs> okay, yeah, on. If, you don't, if you don't send us your email, then we'll do a whole episode of us just torturing Phil. <laughs> okay, we'll do that. Yeah, like really horrible shit. Gav, where can people send their their film, their best films of the year? So to? you can jump over to our Twitter, send us a wee DM or just a message. That's at Meandering Pod. If you search on Facebook or Instagram, Meandering Movie Podcast, you can. Uh, there's an email button there. There's uh, DMs. You can do all of it. Our email is meanderingmoviepodcast at gmail.com. If you're on an iPod or you're on Spotify, uh, you look down the description, you'll find links for all of those things. On an iPod, uh, granddad. If you're on an iPod. <laughs> Give that old circle. Uh, the last Scroll thing, down. Little, uh, <laughs> fill time, because I need to give a shout out to someone so used to just fill time oh okay I thought you meant I like, thought you were talking I thought you meant like audio boy I thought time. we changed audio tape audio boy's second name <laughs> fill time fill time yeah. Oh. so yeah so I had what two films we shared two? we shared two films so I'm surprised Spider-Man wasn't on there for you first two films of my episode you, yeah uh, you might as well get them out of the way but, sorry about that but, sorry man it's I mean, uh, it I, was a solid list. I'm we, uh, very happy with. The we list. did argue about who was going first, and if I had gone first, then it would be. It would have been first. the other way around. So, exactly. You know, exactly. It was the penance for you going first, and I, and I, I impressed you, Gav. Yeah, I'm really happy with oh, that. Oh wow, I, I that's out. fucking high praise. Yeah, because I'm a dick. <laughs> We've been over this. <laughs> uh, last shout is just going to be to friend of the show, Andrew. He's got an Instagram called AGM underscore edits. He does some really brilliant little movie edits of like something like John Wick and Star Wars movies and stuff like that, or like Drive, which he loves. So he's got some cool little clips over there that he does on Instagram. So go give him a follow and show him some love. He's going to be in the podcast soon. And what was that? AGM underscore edits. Alpha Gary Microwave. No. J um, J for joke okay. Alpha joke Mary We a- obviously do not know The phonetic alphabet AJM Underscore edits AJM Give him a edits. follow Guys thank you so much For listening uh, We'll be back next week With another episode And we'll find out Some more of our Favourite films Of the decade Yet music yeah. is life Bye It's meandering Movies Listening To Gary Ryan And Gavin It's all about films, but goes off course Will there be arguments? Of course, cause
is everyone knows Their lives are dull and they have nothing else to talk about